Welcome to episode 107. Does Christmas usually turn into a big fuss at your place? The kitchen is chaos. Mum's yelling at you to get out of the kitchen. Dad's grumpy and it's just all a bit of a shit show. (laughs) If it feels like this year in and year out, you are in for a treat because we have a chef on the show that talks to us about how to reduce this stress and anxiety before the big day by making better time management, shopping and cooking decisions both before and during your big family get-together. And we also talk about a couple of subtle but powerful ingredient changes or swap-outs that you can make to reduce the excessively toxic burden that the festive season inevitably comes with. If you have a kitchen and you're going to be going big at Christmas time, this episode has your name written all over it. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Merry Christmas to you, or happy Christmas, or whatever politically correct thing is the right thing to say. (laughs) Now, there's not long to go. We're almost there, but it's my mission to coach 150 people to create the healthy, sustainable life that they truly want by the end of 2020, which is around the corner. And we're about a week, a week and a few days out from the big day. Merry Christmas, 2020. But there's obviously been a few big days in 2020. And look, to be totally fair, who knew we were even going to get here after what has been one of the most bizarre years of the 21st century, particularly here in Australia, in Melbourne, where I am. And uh, yeah, it's been a bloody strange time. Now, today's show is going to be good for you if you don't want to totally knock yourself out of the park over the Christmas break. We all love to indulge and have a few beers and forget about our healthy eating plans and intentions and I hear people say all the time around festive events, shut up Maddie, it's Christmas time or come on man, it's Easter or it's my second cousin's twice removed partner's friend's graduation and any excuse will do, right? <laughs> And I totally hear you. We all love a good dose of mood food. And I would be totally down with that approach if all of the days in between those events were as healthy as we had originally intended them to be when we woke up on each of those mornings. I don't want to take the fun out of it completely, but put it this way. A cheap meal is only a cheap meal if it happens on average like once or twice a week, right? And getting too far beyond that is where we begin to slip into that cycle that keeps our mind and our body in a state that we have been displeased with or even depressed about for many years, if not decades, and we don't want to perpetuate that cycle, right? So to empower some better choices over the Christmas and New Year's period, not just this year, but all years to come, I've invited my very lovely friend and collaborator, Veronica Smith, onto the show. And if you'd follow either of us on social media, you'll know how much we're both into healthy foods, habits, and lifestyles. So who is Veronica? Firstly, Veronica is Vaughn, and you first met Vaughn on episode 100 as she, along with Musa, interviewed me, which was super fun. Vaughn is a qualified chef known as the Healthy Whole Foods Chef, and she has been working in the Australian food industry for over 20 years. And in the past 16, she had had a particular focus on coupling food with nutrition and education, which is obviously how we found such a strong alignment. She created her business out of a pure passion for good food and a search for better health as the driving force. Vaughn has co-hosted Ayurvedic retreats across Australia, guiding clients through a seven-day gentle cleanse and also offering local four-hour express retreats for the super busy folk. 
as well as running corporate wellness workshops where she dives into the key principles around food, meal prep, and flipping your overall eating approach, making it sustainable, doable, and enjoyable. You're probably starting to see why Vaughn and I get on so well, right? <laughs> She's made it her job to simplify the medicinal powers of Eastern wisdom and makes it adaptable and sustainable for a Western kitchen. Your kitchen with one ingredient at a time. And not only that, she can do it for you because you can order straight from Vaughn's kitchen to your door because Vaughn is the owner and founder of Veronica Smith Whole Foods, which provides pre-packaged healthy meals for busy humans just like you and me. She uses meticulously sourced products from the finest organic farms across Australia to feed Tasmania's growing population of healthy friends. And she's looking to expand nationwide to service the whole country. Veronica Smith Whole Foods meals, spices, sauces, and other products are free from refined sugar and industrial seed oils. And trust me, you absolutely need to eat Von's cooking. It's so damn delicious. Oh, and I've just learned as well that Von facilitated Jamie Oliver's workshops in lower socioeconomic communities around Hobart, the capital city of Tasmania. Super impressive. All right, Von, let's do this. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Maddie, and Merry Christmas. Woohoo! Christmas time. What a weird year. <laughs> oh, totally weird. But it doesn't take my excitement away from to celebrate Christmas. I love it. I'm glad. What are the I usual plans at this time of year for you? This time of year, um, oh, gosh, um, I, I, I'm still heavy in work, so I've just got to wrap up my final prepackaged Christmas order moments. And um, then I... Um, switch on to being a full-time mum, a dance uh, concert mum, and that's a full-time job within itself. And there's lots of other extra, obviously, catch-up, lots of catch-ups with family and friends. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm always so impressed by how mums and dads make it all work. Like oh. I, I feel super busy myself and I can't even imagine adding a, a human life into that equation. <laughs> oh, it's just another level. But, you know... Uh, I definitely hold the space here through Christmas. I probably do amp it up just a bit too much. You know, I start way out in November. I'm quite tragic. (laughs) (laughs) I do love it. And um, my eldest daughter has taken on that um, from me as well. So now she's in on it. My husband's not too happy about that though, but um, (laughs) we love it. (laughs) The early celebrations. We'll get him on board. Yes. We'll get him on. He'll be fine. (laughs) But this time of year is a lot of fun. It's when you relax a bit, um, your jobs wrap up for the year. And this year's going to be different, isn't it? We're going to have a big reflection this year after the year. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really, really craving that human interaction, particularly with their families this year. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And um, perhaps get a little bit of sensory overload as well with conversations because we're not used to big functions. So we have to keep that in mind. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And COVID and coronavirus should just not be talking points at Christmas because we want to just love each other. (laughs) Banned. What are, you, what are you about at the table? Politics, sex, everything? Religion. Corona, everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, COVID, banned. Um, I, I hope that it doesn't even um, enter my conversations, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Actually, that, that should be our number one health tip, to lower your stress at Christmas. Yes. Don't talk about COVID. <laughs> oh, because everyone's got their opinions, right? So, um, and uh, yeah, not a, not a good conversation to have. <laughs> so, Vaughn, tell yes. us about you. How did you get into being a healthy whole foods chef? Oh, gosh, there's so many reasons why. Uh, but the, 
biggest reason um, behind it is just from my own health issues. Um, that was my main motivator. Um, you know, I'd already been a reasonably healthy chef prior to having health issues, so there was already a seed planted there. However, uh, I went through a s- many, many months, years actually, of just feeling so unwell and turning up to work in the food industry and feeling like I was permanently, um, like it felt like a, a morning sickness feeling. And if you've never had morning sickness, it's like a hangover or it's like a gastro feeling. It's just a this horrible, constant fatigue, nausea, bloating. And um, I just, I was just so unwell. And um, of course, I went down the Western track because back then um, there wasn't so much on preventative health back then. And I just went through that whole system of getting a um, – I, I eventually got diagnosed um, through that time with colitis, which is a um, digestive um, issue and it's similar to um, a celiac disease and uh, the same symptoms actually. And, yeah, it was really hard to get this diagnosis from my gastroenterologist and then for them to – then give me a, a year-long prescription of steroids, and I and and also the gastroenterologist. Um, you know, I think they they got their place, and I was happy for the diagnosis. However, when they're sitting there telling me this and telling me I'm on steroids, chugging back a can of Coke, um, I was so disheartened. I just couldn't get my head around the system. Um, so I just went on a deep, long journey and investigation to help myself. Actually, so. That was um, a big, big self-discovery. Still on that road, but certainly um, have come um, through, you know, at the other end in leaps and bounds. So it's great. I think that's one of the common features uh, for many people that are followed, uh, you know, the path into wellness and health through yeah. food and through lifestyle is that, yeah, either the system failed them or they mm. just, I always describe Western medicine in the context that you just said as like the worst form of leadership. And a lot of parents do this, which is do as I say, not as I do. I and when a doctor sits in front of you and says, you know, don't do X, Y, Z, and then, yeah, is chugging back that Coke, it's really hard to follow this person that you're meant to believe and understand and trust when they themselves clearly can't do it? Yep. Well, he clearly didn't know how I felt um, because, I mean, I couldn't chug back a can of Coke. So he was there just telling me something off his notes, one-size-fits-all approach. And I just started scratching my head. I just couldn't get the understanding. And back then when I went through um, and had consultations because they, after a gastroenterologist, you then get referred on to a dietitian, I then struggled with that process as well. It was definitely, for me, I had that experience of a one-size-fits-all. And um, and I was still really sick post that diagnosis. So it wasn't until I went on this huge journey and then I landed um, in the hands of Ay- Ayurvedic medicine. And I never forget when I first heard the word and it was first exposed to me, I just, my whole bottom, like, jaw just dropped. I was just like, oh, yes, this makes so much sense. I'm safe now. I, you know, this is going to be really helped me heal. Uh, there's a lot of elements that, that have helped me heal, but Ayurveda has definitely been one of those um, Eastern philosophies that I've um Uh, adapted and put into my diet and my way of life that's really helped me heal. Uh, And then doing Ayurvedic medicine for many years, 
So I would do those Ayurvedic uh, practices throughout my retreats and that was easy to do that then because I was solidly just working on Ayurveda and feeding people Ayurvedic food and it was all about Ayurveda. I wasn't in my family environment. It wasn't until I came back home and I had to implement the Ayurvedic way into my my um, eastern way and I found it, um, sorry, western way and it was, I found it really hard to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started to become that healthy chef of bringing those Eastern, Eastern philosophies into the Western kitchen yeah. and just trying to implement it one step at a time. And that's where we come in, like, uh, resonate so well together because you always say that one tweak a week and um, I always say that one ingredient at a time because I evaded just that word within itself. Most can't get even that word out. It's so hard. So I actually dropped the Ayurvedic word and just put, we're just going to have – a cooking class today or we're going to eat something um, that's delicious with medicinal values because <laughs> that's essentially what Ayurveda does with food. So Wonderful. Yeah, that's um, – well, and, and for the for the listeners mm. too, Ayurveda is the traditional Indian yes. um, sort of medical practice. Well, it's a, it's, it's a, it covers all bases and that's what's different about it to Western medicine is that it covers, you know, your psychology, it covers your behaviours, it covers your meals and food and yeah. just overall health and wellness. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. It's about, it's about 6,000-ish years old. Yeah, so it's, it's got amazing. A bit, got a bit more experience than the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right, and it gives you your own individual like body um, constitution, which I really like. And once you sort of figure that out a bit with a bit of flexibility, you can steer towards your own diet and lifestyle that suits you and your environment, which is so so important. So that was a huge that was a huge thing. But just backtracking, I think I jumped forward a bit there. But getting out of the gastroenterologist and having that diagnosis of colitis, and at that stage, I was teaching a lot of people. Um, with food and with beautiful, like lots of Italian cuisines, lots of gnocchi, lots of pasta, foods that I actually couldn't eat anymore. And it was a little bit disheartening not being, like teaching this stuff and not being able to eat it. And it wasn't until a good friend of mine said when I had, I did have a down moment as a chef. I thought, what am I going to do now? This is just, you know, this is the end of me. I love teaching and I can't eat this (laughs) and I can't eat that. And so she says, you've got to flip your mindset and your thoughts around it. You know, you love creating, you love experimenting. Teach what you love now, which is health and um, foods with medicinal values. And so that's what I did. I moved forward from that day on and have taught foods with benefits (laughs) ever since. (laughs) That's what I always call it. And I have thoroughly enjoyed it because I really realised going through my own journey and sharing it, that so many people were just coming to me yeah. um, for help. Yeah. And I love, love, love. I'm so grateful for my journey um, because it's allowed me to do all the the work but also help other people. I love helping people feel better. You should be able to feel great. Yeah. I know what shit feels like. I know what great feels like. So I know how to get to great and that's what I want to teach people, how to feel like that way. You and I talk about this regularly about yes. how people just accept th- like what they are, you know, oh, I'm getting old, oh, I'm meant oh, to feel this or, no. or even, you know, mm. even if they're in a bad relationship, this is just what it is, you know, and they just yes. accept the the mm. baseline of existence. Oh, that's what it's as, like now. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, people don't know what great sh- can feel like. No, but they even get told by this by certain health professionals, not all. But to certain ones, oh, you're in your 40s now. This is going to happen. So then you think, this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm old. 
And I am just when I hear that I'm on to people. It's like no, 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 <laughs> don't don't do that. You, you know, you're supposed to. You've got many, many, many years of abundance to and life to to give for yourself and your family. Um, be great. Don't I don't. My mission is not to and to help people as well, but not to have these long. I call it the long death. It sounds really. <laughs> this is why I resonated with you so much, Maddie. Um, it's just like you get to forty, then you. You hear these people in and out of consult rooms and they get to 50, they're amping up those, you know, like um, specialist rooms for digestive issues or arthritis issues or whatever and then they get to retirement and they've got to work their like caravanning around all their appointments. No, no. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And nor should anyone. Like you you just, you don't, I said I'm grateful for the modern medicine but there's ways to prevent it. To, to have um, that joyful, long vitality, long life. Absolutely. Mm. And I guess getting back to the Christmas theme, so we yes. want to be around for as many Christmases oh, as possible, right? Yes, because so, Christmas is joy, yes. So is it, is it even worth making Christmas healthy? Like where are you at on that conversation? One hundred, Absolutely, it's worth making healthy. It's, you know, you spend all year making yourself, tweaking your diet, giving yourself energy, why come to Christmas and trash that? Why come to Christmas and eat um, an abundance and drink um, large amounts of alcohol and have no energy? Um, that's when you're going to see all your family and friends the most. Why would you want to sleep that away? Um, I, I don't. I want to have good conversations throughout that time when I'm rested, not, oh, carb crashing it out <laughs> and you know it's the energy that's why it's really important um christmas you know you've already got a lot of elements coming up to christmas with extra the heat the temperature um having more conversations there's more energy going to that why um, double dip on all those emotions and have heavy foods and excess amounts of things um, to knock out that energy. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of festivi- festivities to get through over that time. Um, I, I know I like to get through them and, and enjoy them, not yeah, sleep most of the time through it and wonder why it goes so fast because <laughs> you've only given yourself six hours of life. No, it's a bit ruthless and I do get – I get tired. It's just a lot of a psychological thing there as well. You get to the end of – you get to the end. I get it. We're all tired. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to finish work on the 22nd of December. I'm going to be exhausted but I'm going to really make sure I give myself some space with food and not, you know, allow a bit of time without it. Um, you know, like perhaps – uh, we focus so much on the food. I know this is about food and I'm the chef, but perhaps it's time to look at other things as delicious, like a walk with your friend, that's delicious, or, you know, something else. We, we, there's so much focus on the food. Yeah, or making sure that you, you know, don't go out to the barbecue without a beer in your hand or yes. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's, it, that's a good thing, yes. And it sounds like at the mm. core of what you're talking about is about fundamentally being present in the experience of yeah. of Christmas and not outsourcing that to your gut working you know over time to try and keep the system going and but just being present mm. in the company of your family and with those mm. loved ones yeah just look at what's most important to you and what you want to achieve over that time and have a think about like write it down look at how many occasions you have coming up to see if you know and do you want to eat right through that yeah perhaps have a little bit of space 
Um, and so in the kitchen, yes. like when it comes to Christmas, there's obviously lots of traditions and many of these traditions have been passed down from mother to children or from you know parents or grandmothers and grandparents to their children and, and grandchildren. And so and I, the reason I highlight that is because as many people that listen to the show will know that the handing down of recipes and traditions surrounding food don't always reflect what is actually truly healthy. And, and, and you know, many people grow up with these uh, sort of belief systems and one of my own personal belief systems when I that I got from being younger was homemade equals healthy and I learned later on that that depends vastly on what is being made at home and so I'm wondering what are the three most sort of two or three sort of most common mistakes around this time of year when people are sort of food prepping for Christmas oh god that's such a good question uh the common mistakes well just sheer panic that's just the first thing. Just don't panic. Just because you panicked last year, just try and improve it a bit this year. Um, so just stay calm. The most common mistakes, Maddie, is that um, people don't uh, feel volume. As in, I get volume because I'm a chef and I do catering. So I get volume, large amounts of food. So what some people cook for their family of four will say quinoa salad perhaps oh, that's really easy. We nail that through the weekday. Oh, it's so easy. We might just do that at Christmas time, but we've got 30 people coming around. They just don't get the understanding of um, the volume of that and how much harder it is, how different it is from cooking from four people to 30. And uh, so what I'm trying to say with that, when you make your menu, because of the sheer volume of food, Go into your kitchen and have a good look at your kitchen. Have a look, good look at your equipment. What do you have? Uh, and work your menu around your um, kitchen and your equipment and your space. It's really – that's how I do all my catering um, and work. I make a menu around that. It's so important because that's where it can be chaotic um, with all that, uh, yeah, with where it can go so wrong because on Christmas Day uh, – you start doing your quinoa salad and realise you not you don't need just one pot, you need three and then, oh, I don't have time to do the, I don't have any room for the vegetables, where am I going to put that? And then it just blows out. So really, so work out your menu and um, I always say to people, work backwards. So look at your menu, look what you've got on your menu, delegate a lot. But So look at condiments, for instance. They can be made well and truly weeks out. So start getting those little bits and pieces that have a little bit longer life and start working weeks out and making it a little bit easier for yourself. Yeah. A lot of things like if you're going to have grains or certain things that take a little bit more effort to cook, like you can freeze those weeks out, like cook and freeze. So cook and freeze. Yeah. Three weeks out, flat pack them and freeze them. Pull them out on Christmas morning and then just saute them in a pan. Easy. And then add your veggies as opposed to trying to cook it all in one hit. Yeah. Because um, we're not, we're cooks. We're not chefs or caterers. I get that. It's, it is easy for me. That's my job. But I get that, that that's not everyone's job. And um, they start getting exhausted and throw the quinoa everywhere. It's just a mess. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> Plus everybody's yeah. tense and then arguing begins and then we've all come together oh. to spend time with each other and everybody's angry at each other. Oh, and... look, I've seen my dad. He's such a great cook and that's probably where I get most of, um, you know, all this goodness from. But he's... He's almost 80 now. He's such a great man and I watch him and he's still cooking the turkey and he's sweating and he's 
he just I just can tell he's really he's really like pacing it up to to end the whole cooking show. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell people to enjoy that experience, make it enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really important to make it enjoyable. Um, yeah, and just make sure um, you have. Uh, yeah, with the equipment, refrigeration is huge as well. Like, I mean, that comes down to what you have in your kitchen. But that's another big thing we really miss um, yeah. out when we're making our menu. There's, there's generally a lot of food left over throughout Christmas Day. One, tell your guests to BYO takeaway containers so you're not continuously eating all this stuff. So that gets it out of the house. You don't need to keep eating it. Um, but two, if you're going to keep it, uh, make sure you've got takeaway containers or glass jars or storage and space. Yeah. Make sure you've got the space to put in because it's hot. It's hot. We're in a, if you're in Australia, uh, you know, there's a real, we've got a real issue up against heat. So you need to get things cooled down quickly and in the fridge as fast as you can. So refrigeration is big. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I talk about to people is about, you know, when you do have a, a binge or an event or something, you know, go on and you eat lots and lots of food and consume an abundance of energy, which is totally okay. But the next day is to not swing all the way, not to, well, one, don't repeat what you've just done, but then the next day, don't swing all the way to green smoothies for five days only, you know? So the next day you want to, and, and I really like the idea of telling everyone to bring takeaway containers because it means you can get up the next day and begin your normal routine rather than just that making that one or two days of, yes. of, of, of feasting with the family turn yeah. into like seven or eight as you get through. Because seven or eight days of Christmas eating is going to take months. Yep. And that's why New Year's resolutions are so huge because that it's not like seven days of eating equals seven no. days of training. You know, it's like it's it's a big impact. So when you you do that one or two days, yep. return to normal. Takeaway containers, I love it. Yeah, take and and just constantly remind yourself of all the goodness you've done throughout the year with your health, and just give yourself a permission and enjoy to eat the food. Don't you know beat yourself about about eating these extra rich foods, but just take it easy the next day and days moving forward and yeah i think boundaries are really important like it's totally okay to it's totally okay to enjoy yourself to and to eat 
anything, anything that's there, it's yes. totally cool. But but draw a line in the sand and be like, as yeah. of X time or X day, yeah. I'm just going to return to my normal eating pattern. Yeah, that's right. And with those boundaries and that, like, um, you know, choose um, when you're deciding, like if you're going to Christmas Day and, and the barbecues thereafter, yeah. look what the options are. Um, and if you are quite health conscious, perhaps bring your own treats to that um, yep. and look at what treats you are bringing to the table. Perhaps if you have been making that shortbread like we were talking about that's gluten um, laden and dairy, da 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 perhaps look what you're making and perhaps you perhaps upgrade that flour. So you're just using the everyday supermarket plain flour that's always on special or abundance in Christmas time. Perhaps start looking at putting an ancient grain in there, like adding a kamut or a spelt or just upgrade that quality. So you don't actually have to miss out. Upgrade the sugar, you know, try and get away from that white sugar. Yes, the recipe calls for that two cups of caster sugar, but try and use a coconut sugar perhaps and um, just lessen that toxic load and, and quality. And by doing that, that food becomes really um, decadent and um, new, a little bit more nutrient dense, I guess, but heavier. So you're not going to eat as much. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that's great advice. It's like the one yeah. tweak a week thing. The one, you know, just yes. same same outcome at the end, but you've just swapped one ingredient in there, and then the next time you do it, yes. you can maybe swap another. And yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. And you can't stuff a uh, recipe up like you know cookies are easy. Uh, they may using different flowers and that may change the look of it, and you know, but um, just try and. Be a bit more flexible and a little bit more rustic with your Christmas, um, you know, outcomes. <laughs> so, don't go for perfection. Perfection. Totally. Um, and I've definitely had many interesting experiences. And and you're right, it does t- change the presentation sometimes yeah. and the texture. And so, you'll evolve and, and, and adapt to eating that type yeah. of, you know, that variation of that food um but in regards to ingredients since we're talking about it what are like you know a couple of the most common ingredients that dominate people's kitchens at christmas time that we could actually make some really easy really simple swap outs to just just add to the nutritional value or at least as you just mentioned reduce the toxic load you've got some good questions maddie these are great for people to hear because these are ones i talk about often um in cooking classes and you know, just general general conversations, but we're trying to lower that toxic load. We're trying to create more energy, aren't we? So um, we go crazy for some reason um, over Christmas with cheese. Right. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I have purchased it, but cheese—that's an all year round thing. That's 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 not a special treat. That's a really heavy ingredient. And I always—and this is where my Ayurvedic knowledge comes in. I just find it way that such a heavy um, ingredient, uh, dish when um, it's so hot outside. You just like really put in another brick in your stomach type thing. But anyway, people still buy cheese, right? And what they do buy is they buy the cheese that's all pretty in a jar. In the deli, the marinated cheeses, I'm talking goat's curds, fetters, halloumi, all those pretty ones that are in a jar that you can just easily buy for $10 or $12, put in a hamper and take off to your friend's. Um, house and add to the platter or you you have it in your fridge it's got a long use by date there's a reasons for that um you know it's easy right and it, and it looks delicious yeah however these these marinated cheeses are laced with industrial seed oil and you 
you go on on your own investigation with that. You just have to pick up these oil, um, these cheeses out of the deli, out of the fridge, and just look at the ingredients. It will tell you what's in there. And generally, what well, what is the oil? It's canola yeah. oil. Canola oil is horrific. Canola oil. And how do you know it's canola oil? I can I can see canola oil from miles away because in the fridge it's clear. It should. Good oil solidifies in the fridge. I mean, it goes solid. Um, uh, industrial seed oil is clear. That's the big yeah. indication. Um, and I, I always say that um, canola yeah. oil ca- like comes from mm. rape seeds. And yes. what more? What more do you need to know that that probably is not a good idea to put rape seeds in your body? <laughs> oh gosh, you're scaring me. I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack. No, just kidding. Yeah, but, but and there's a bunch of them, like the soybean oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, sunflower yep. oil, peanut oil, sesame oh. oil, rice bran oil. Like they're all really like so high in omega sixes and so so detrimental to the cells of the body. They're the ones that you go into a fish and chip shop and you just feel sick to your gut. Don't get me wrong, hot chips are nice sometimes, but, you know, that smell, that toxic smell, it's so carcinogenic, it's, it's horrific. But so what you can do with those marinated cheeses, what you, the upgrade you can do is do your own. So you can get the feta in the deli that's in the brine, like in salt water, grab that, take it home, put it in a glass jar, Keep, either keep it in the brine, but if you want to pretty it up like the other cheeses that you wanted to buy, add your own oils to it. Add your own olive oil to it. Add your own avocado oil to it. Um, I do a combination. I generally do olive oil, and yes, it does solidify in the fridge, but you know what? When you pull it out and it comes to room temperature, it softens up, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's it tastes bloody delicious. And with your own jar of marinated cheese, you can add your own oils, so you, you're choosing the oil, mm-hmm. your own um, flavouring, so you can put fresh rosemary, that's abundant, sage, garlic, black pepper, yeah. um, sea salt. So you're adding your own um, ingredients. So that's certainly the biggest upgrade there. So anything that, uh, yeah, anything that you see in an oil, just try and get non-oiled and do your own. And then replace with Olive oil, avocado oil. Olive oil, avocado oil. Or, I mean, gosh, I mean, I have put ghee on the top of my um, mm-hmm. fetters as well. That's really, I don't mind that solidifying. That does soften up. We're in summer in, in Australia, so that does soften up throughout the time when it's out anyway. Yeah. And I tell you what, people love dipping crackers or vegetable sticks into that. It tastes a damn sight lot better than canola oil and it sticks to your cracker or your vegetable stick because canola oil just drips off it. Well, it's got physical utility as well. Exactly. <laughs> there's there's so many bonuses to making it and it's, and it's easy and I know that I've done a few videos on how to make things like cream cheese and cream cheese is so super easy, you know, um, just like that comes from um, – uh, organic natural yogurt and you're just basically putting that into a nut bag and you're uh, – so I would want to do one kilo of natural yogurt yep. into a nut bag, onto a strainer and I just drain out over three days the whey and then you're li- left with this delicious curd and there's my cream cheese, aka yogurt cheese, and then I flavour it up that way. It's, it's, and it lasts for like three or four weeks in my fridge. It's amazing. Oh, it sounds so good. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> it is. It is really. It is a bit nice. So, um, and you can do that weeks out, as I said. So that's a really 
really good one. And uh, yeah, don't if you're going to do these things and make them, don't do them. Don't get excited and do them days before. They need a bit of time to uh, make. Yeah. And they need a bit of space again. I'll go on space in the refrigerator. Yeah. You need that room to put a big bowl and a, and a strainer and a nut bag and things like that. So make it to that. And so these oil alternatives that you're yep. talking about, avocado and um, yes. and olive oil and, yep. pr- and potentially coconut oil and ghee and these oh, types of things, yep. are we able to swap, like where else in the cooking process are we able to utilise those oils instead of our canolas and instead of our, <gasps> oh, you know, pre- yep. pressurised spray oils that get just smashed around, the you know, the kitchen at, yeah. at Christmas? Yes. Like in, well, that's another great thing as well. And if um, I know, Maddie, you're big on and I am too, thanks to your courses and things like that, but the bone broth. So if you're making your own stock, um, yep. you're going to have this beautiful fat on the top of the stock um, and that's what I cook all my meats in, that beautiful mm. animal fat. Animal fat is so like the, delicious. It's the bomb. That is probably my f- most favourite, ghee and animal it's fat. It's so tasty as well. It, is, it adds so much flavour. It is roast. If you want the best Christmas potatoes, you need to get your stock on. You need to, yeah. you need to start making the stock. And you guess what? You can do that now. You can do it right now and freeze it. That fat from the top. Every time I make a broth stock, I take it off and I freeze it. So I've got tons of it to use whenever I need to. Oh, so so. And good. That, that's that, that's a really good oil too because that can get up to a really high um, smoking point. So it doesn't go carcinogenic, um, which is brilliant um and again lower the toxic load um yeah so you can get that in a big weber in your oven at 200 to 50 and it just will be fine however if you you gotta be careful with these other good oils like olive oils and coconut oils they're not good on high temperatures yeah um, they will go carcinogenic so you'll be really mindful of that but ghee and animal fat is brilliant for Swapping out big, heavy, high temperatures. And so, just mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but is yep. it so? Coconut oils low to mid temperature, yes. olive oils mi- mid temperature, and then yep. things like ghee yes. and animal fats are high yes. temperatures. Yep. And correct. avocados high, high yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes yep. um, I'm just a bit funny using a bit of avocado, especially with children, just from experimentation. Um, mm-hmm. And certain coconut oils as well. They have a flavour, and my children mm. can sniff that flavour out. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, they love the every child that's coming to this house, my own and others, they will eat all the potatoes with animal fat on it. Yeah. Because it's bloody amazing. But yeah, so just be mindful of that too. When you make these swap outs, don't be too harsh on your family, you know. We've all got different taste buds and we're at different levels with our taste and, and there are extra treats through that time. So the palate changes. I know my littlest, Audrey, she challenges me with that, so there's no way I could give her a salad with avocado on around that time. So I'll just get like a <laughs> – because she, she just just won't go. Um, so yeah. I'll just add more of the geese and um, something a little bit subtle. Mm. And be mindful yeah, with yeah. coconut oils as well. Um, that They can have a, f- a strong flavour for some people, for some. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. It's like coriander. Like some people hate oh, co- coriander. You love it or you hate that. A, yeah, they got they got a hypersensitive taste bud to it. Yes. So I guess it must be the same with coconut oil. Yeah, that's a good that's a good note too with coriander and herbs because we go abundant in that through Christmas time on salads. Um, yeah, always with coriander, add it. Take a really nice um, uh, like a ceramic bowl with the coriander to the side. Always. Right. Because 
you're going to get 50-50 at a um, function. They're going to love it or they hate it. <laughs> Coriander is that that herb. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get it. I love it. I love it. It's so fresh and it's so good for your digestion. But just some people just have a real – it just overtakes the fl- flavor of the other things. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's uh, – the studies show I think it's 13% of the population have a hypersensitivity to that flavor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That is so – I didn't know that. It's amazing. Um, and with Christmas flavorings as well, um, oh, there's so much to add here. You don't have to slow me down. But um, <laughs> just getting back to checking ingredients, like we're checking our um, marinated cheeses um, ingredients with the oils. Um, yeah. We do a lot of things with coconut, shredded coconut. It's a – it's a bun of raining coconut through Christmas time with, <laughs> you know, Rocky Road or Bliss Balls, you name it. Always check the ingredients on that. The supermarket ones, if they don't state organic, flip it around, look for yourself, do your own research, make sure they are not riddled with preservatives. A lot of them are. Yeah. The organic ones generally say 100% coconut and they taste very different. And yeah, absolutely. And the, some of them have added vegetable oils for preservation, yes. and some of them have added sugar for flavour. Yeah, yep. which is you definitely don't oh. want these. It, it's already sweet enough. Like I, I just yeah. love having flaked. I actually sometimes just toast off um, beautiful big um, uh, portions of the flaked coconut and just have it again as a side, like with the coriander, and you can add it. As texture to your salad. Me too. It's delicious. Or you just eat it like you eat it like having a bowl of nuts on the table. It's toasted. People don't think to do that. It's just keep it. You can keep it that simple. Yeah, absolutely. We overthink these. And um, yeah, getting getting back to other things. Um, we have, we also have an abundance of dried fruit through that time, and that completely blows the system to bits in more ways than one (laughs) and the ways to help that out to upgrade that dried fruit like you can get um, preservative free sulfur free dried fruit right really try your best to do that Um, one they taste different again like coconut and um, they don't have all that sulfur all over them so that just that is another thing um, that adds to that um, that energy slump and um, it, it's just so hard and heavy on your digestion. Um, yeah, so if you can try and get some really good quality, usually in any upscale shops will have those, but try and look for that as well. Just upgrade your dried fruits. Great suggestion. And up against, yeah, well, up against um, dried fruits too because they're really hard to break down. Like for me, I will have a really nice digestive tea on the side because I love Christmas pudding, but it does does take its toll on me. So I will have a small amount, but I'll also have like a a chai tea like with with medicinal values to it just to help break it down a bit. Yeah, it's a great mm. idea. And adding in, um, you know, all sorts of probiotics and digestive aids yeah, into yeah. the food is going to be beneficial to the family. Like, would you suggest, uh, you know, adding sauerkraut to salads or kimchi oh. or things like this to help well, help support that gut through this time? I would. Um, for me personally, I, I definitely have those throughout my diet, but um, I don't, can't, my body can't tolerate a lot of those. So don't get all 
health conscious and started up fired up through Christmas time. Don't yeah, give us crap. One week a but, week. Uh, exactly, and don't go for sauerkraut and um, you know uh, kimchi and everything all in one hit. You'll have a hard time digesting that. But just have small amounts to yeah to help break that down yeah definitely start small with those things because you can end up in the toilet rapidly i don't know if anybody's (laughs) ever remembered remembered a time where they either were with a friend or they themselves were at a a cafe and they thought you know what i'm gonna try kombucha for the first time ever and they knock (laughs) knock back a whole bottle of kombucha and then they're in the toilet for the next 24 hours it's like your digestive system needs to slowly be exposed and adapt to these healthy foods so my brother's going to kill me for saying this, but he is so funny. He goes, oh, you're going to just be so proud of me. He went away on his yacht and um, his fiance um, fed him um, chia seed pudding. He's never had it before and he thought, no, Yvonne said this is good, so he just ate. The volume of it was exceeded what he could even break down and yet yeah, – that didn't end that yacht trip very well. <laughs> I bet. That time. There was lots of toilet trips and he's going to so hate me from saying that. But it's just it's really <laughs> important because that's the other thing. You don't want to sleep and you don't want to be on the toilet most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to pace yourself. You've got to pace yourself and, um, you, you know, you, you're trying to create more time with your family and friends, not just hang out in those zones. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, yeah, really important to not overdo on those things, but certainly need them in your diet. And if you can't have sauerkraut and all those beautiful um, certain types of ferments, you could do something really easy and just simply by getting like a cucumber and pickling that in some apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. that is just such an easy, simple, um, you know, it's a pickle and that will really help with your digestion throughout that time. It's that simple. Yeah, great Mm. advice. Absolutely. I think that's Mm. awesome. Um, So, I mean, everybody's obviously busy at this time of year, but... Where can they find you online? Because you've got oh. so much good content out there. Like, where where can everyone find you? And we're obviously 100% getting you back on. But um, where can the people find some Vaughn? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, I just, on Instagram, um, I really enjoy those little squares. It sort of gives you everything. <laughs> you go in there and have a little shop. Um, you know, it gives you all the squares and one little on the screen. On Instagram, um, Veronica Smith Whole Foods. Again, um, same on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, so reach out. I'm at the moment in um, the process of getting my website, so hopefully that's up and running 2021 early. Desperately ready to do that. So that's where I'm at. And I do – I'll invite you onto my pages. I do, um, as you know, Maddie, quite a few little pop-up videos, um, yeah, just to help people along with making those little tweaks a week and making their life a little bit easier. Oh, they're amazing. Um, and, and for Tasmanians and potentially soon the rest of Australia, but for no. Tasmanians that are yeah. listening, um, no doubt they're going to come to the start of the year and be like, I'm too busy. I need some of Vaughn's meals. Oh. Like how do they contact you to be on your prepackaged menu list? Oh, yeah. that's um, So uh, once you reach out to me on my Instagram and then I'll get you um, all personal messages and then you'll get onto my VIPs and then you'll get onto an email system. So that's how you can get onto that. I'd love to look after you and help you on. And work is pretty – I start up uh, just before school goes back when yep. we all need a healthy upgrade, Maddie, and uh, we're, all get, we're getting a bit busy again, so I'm there for you. 
And all my stuff, um, as you said in the introduction, is from, you know, ethically sourced. I really, really make sure that I can get as close to the farm as I possibly can to your plate. I love that. And I know you and I have had many a conversation yeah. and I encourage everybody to get in because I know how <laughs> crazy busy and how you've sold out of virtually everything for the last few months, which is just amazing. So everybody get your orders in. <laughs> oh, thanks. I have to thank you for that because, um, yeah, Maddie does um, oversee my menu. So it's a wonderful and fun collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. It? And mm. you're more than welcome. Um, yep. So I know that you listen to the show, so you know the next question, but... <laughs> What is one piece of health information you wish more people knew about? Oh, I don't know what to say. No, I know what to say. Um, okay, <laughs> this is what I want to say. I want, I would love people to upgrade their spice straw. If there's anything you can do is, so keep your spices there as they are right now. Go to an upscale shop, get your organic spices and then Go back to your old spices and smell the old ones up against the new ones and then you'll believe me, I'm telling the true story here that because the old ones are rancid and um, they've done their time because they've probably been in the cupboard for many years, shift those out and bring the good spices in. And when I say – because spices, not only will they make your meals so delicious and tasty um, and some can add texture like the seeds, but they've also got amazing medicinal values to them. Like I can't express that anymore and I have been using these spices within myself and my family and um, clients and the results are there. Um, I feel great using them. So, you know, they're just so wonderful for um, digestion. I know that if I have uh, a, a heavy meal to digest, I know I can go straight to my, I call it my first day draw actually. So, um, upgrade your spices and just do it one spice at a time. I absolutely That's love that all. message and and it's one of the most empowering things for transitioning to a healthier lifestyle yeah. too because you can make food so easily taste delicious. I hear so many yeah. times vegetables are boring, being healthy is boring and it's just you're just literally one spice away from changing that. Oh, totally. And saying that if you eat eight seasonally, your vegetables won't be boring but it's really nice to pimp them up a bit with a bit of spice on top. Absolutely. So, mm. yeah, I love that. Thanks so much, Vaughn. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. And Merry Christmas, Maddie and everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. We'll get you on the show again soon. But, yeah, have a great Christmas. Love to the family. Thank you so much. Can't wait. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.